go over there and shake his small hunker neck. Let's knock him on their backs, butt him in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. hour here. Hope everybody is uh, doing well here on this Monday. Coming out of the weekend. Six three nine forty nine hundred. That's the Baker Team Hotline text line seven four four twenty nine ninety. like to hear from you. That's right. Fountains of Wayne from Ohio. Who knew? Didn't know we had a budding star in our in our midst. <laughs> uh, actually, I've known that since we started communicating here on the show. Uh, talking about Wayne from Ohio. Uh, thanks to Marva and to uh, Tim Thomas for joining us in hour two. Good stuff from each of those folks. All right, the games themselves this weekend, we have our championships, Chiefs in the AFC title game for the sixth straight year, taking on Lamar and the Ravens. And then, of course, you have the 49ers going to play host to the Motor City Kitties. Detroit Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. One win away from that in San Francisco. Um, If you want to go back to Saturday, which I guess we shall, I mean, the Ravens, Kind of toyed with the Texans, 34-10. to 10. Look, this doesn't negate anything that C.J. Stroud or D'Amico Ryans were able to accomplish this year. Stroud's going to be the cinch rookie of the year in the league, and they are on a very strong trajectory 
fun, fun to watch that kid come into this league, not just because I was on him as my choice as my franchise quarterback out of this last draft class, but just the way he's handled it. I mean, I hope he can stay healthy and continue to build on. He seems like a terrific young person, and they are a fun story going forward. So they just ran into the best team in the NFL, and that's the Ravens coming off a Really, almost three full weeks of rest for the starters because those guys didn't play in the last game. So, um, doesn't negate at all what the Texans accomplished this year. But uh, Lamar was running and throwing. I mean, he carried for over 100 yards. He ran for two touchdowns. He's just so much fun to watch. And I just always scoff at there for what? It felt like, was it like a couple of months? He was just kind of in limbo, even put out there by his own team. And nobody was being aggressive trying to offer him. And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> why? Well, now, you know, he's the undoubted leader on this team. He was anyway. In case we've forgotten, he's pretty special. And um, they are a fun team to watch right now on both ends of the field. And then you had, you know, the 49ers and the Packers who went on a big run late in the year. And I walked away from that game thinking the Packers should have won the game. Jordan Love was terrible in the football game. Just terrible. Um, He did not play well. Do a couple of big picks. They ran the ball, and the 49ers were very fortunate, in my opinion, to move on. 24-21 was the final score. They outscored. The Packers actually took the lead into the fourth quarter, 21-14, but – Niners found a way. Brock Purdy, 252 yards and a touchdown. But I think that Lions 49ers game has a chance to uh, maybe provide an upset. We'll see. Speaking of the Motor City Kitties, they uh, knocked off the Bucks, 31-23. Baker Mayfield tried, but, um, you know, 349 yards, three TDs. He had two bad, bad turnovers. And I guess I'm as guilty of it as anybody, but nobody's talking about Jared Goff. I mean, he is just locked in. 287 yesterday, a couple touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over. The Lions were able to run the football. That offense, tell you what, they've drafted so, so well. They had so many young players contributing. It just shows you when you have a good front office relationship with the coach, and and you pick players that fit what you're doing. Remember when people were complaining they took Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta? Who are these guys, right? Well, Laporta might be the best young tight end in the game in year one. Jameer Gibbs adds so many dimensions as a receiver and a a running back. And plus, he's very good at blocking. He's a very good blocking back, pass protection. The Lions, they struggle. Secondary's not very good defensively. That's why Baker was able to go nuts, but... Overall, this is a sound football team. And they're going to be a big, big challenge next week, I think, for San Francisco. And then, as much as I detest them, and even more so now because of the whole Taylor Swift constant coverage, but the Chiefs get to their sixth straight AFC title game. They win their first road game with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, 27-24. And... They were just really good offensively throughout the game. They had the running game going, which is what set them apart last night. Isaiah Pacheco is back and healthy. He nearly went for 100 yards. I think he helped keep the Bills off balance. And once again, and and, and this isn't the usual criticism 
because Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over, but you know he wasn't a threat thrower. They couldn't throw the ball down the field. He completed 26 passes for only 186 yards. That's less than five yards of completion. He did run it very well, ran for a couple touchdowns. He wasn't the reason they lost, but again, this starts to fall on his shoulders once again. Josh Allen doesn't get his team to the promised land. And it's not so much a full-blown criticism of him, but I don't know. They do pay Stephon Diggs a lot of money, right? He caught three balls yesterday. And he's really their only deep threat they have. They made it fairly easy for the Chiefs' defense. And Kansas City is back in the AFC title game. Um, conference championship games next week. The Ravens are early three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Chiefs. That's the first game at three. 49ers checking in at six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Lions. So that's how it shapes up next week. That one's scheduled to start in the NFC at 6.30. CBS, oh, goodness, Tony Romo. Uh, we'll have the coverage of Chief, Ravens, and Fox for the Lions and the 49ers. And CBS also has the Super Bowl, so watch out. We'll get more of misidentification from Romo. Like Franco Harris in the Ford fumble. No, no, it was Dave Casper. It's called the Holy Roller, Tony. It's all over NFL Films lore. He did that while they were on the road in San Diego at the time when they were playing the Chargers, uh, not Franco Harris. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. I had it wrong, Rick. Just like I misidentified Jason Kelsey. It feels like to me that certain broadcasts now that there should be an on-air Insta drug test for Tony Romo. Because he gets so hyped up, I think he forgets how to broadcast. Something's happened to him. I don't know what it is. He's almost fallen into the unlistenable scale for me. I leave it on just because what's he going to misidentify? What's he going to mess up this time? (sighs) But in any event, we're going to have him for two more big games coming up. Wow. Just wow. But he got ripped to shreds. You know, people on social media, they know their facts, especially about the NFL. How do you not know the Holy Roller? How do you not know Dave Casper? How do you attribute that to Franco Harris? (laughs) Was that the first name of like a 70s player that Romo could think of? Probably so, right? (laughs) So he just threw it out there. Uh. <laughs> Polly writes in the SEC has the right to fine schools $100,000 if they so desire for running out onto the field and or the court, which I think is a good rule. Maybe that would curtail it and motivate schools to do more. Look, you got no business running out there. Or if you're going to run out there, allow do something to allow the opposing teams to they can go out and greet one another. Get off the field, then you can come out there. Who cares? It's your place. Step one, you want to tear it up, tear it up. But this is coming to focus again after the uh, Caitlin Clark incident yesterday. 
is they were coming off the floor to Ohio State. You know, Ohio State was ranked. They're within the top 20. I don't know what a massive upset that was for the fans to rush out there. I don't get that part of it. But, I mean, if you're ranked in the top 20 and you beat another top 20 team and you're at home, okay. <laughs> All right. But we got a lot of good text messages about it. And uh, most agreed with me that um, – this is on the fans who charge the court. This is never for me. It's never going to be about the athlete or the coaches. Look, whatever happens out there happens. I told you what Mike Jones used to tell his team down at RU: protect yourself at all costs. You have to. Why do you think police officers shuffle around coaches for interviews on and off the field in the court? Why do you think they assign an officer? to the coach you think that's just by accident no because they understand they're going to be targets potentially of moronic people that are running out onto the field or the court you never know what might happen well the players are unprotected <laughs> right players are just out there they've just you know whatever sport you're talking about they've been exerting all this energy your frustration level grows even more when you come out on the short end on the scoreboard. And then you're just opening yourself up to a confrontation that won't be the fault of the player. I'm sorry. Don't run out there. And especially in this day and age when you see so much stuff happening and people getting assaulted and, I mean, the crime activity and, and just people's not caring about anybody else more than any other time that I can remember you just can't afford it you can't afford to run that risk of having it out there more needs to be done and to Marva's point you know she talked about it she's probably right she's probably right that there's probably not enough maybe there's not enough uh, officers or ways to stop people but there's got to be some way Got to be something that you can come up with to prevent it from happening. Because I hope, and I really mean this, I hope it doesn't come down to some kind of major incident where someone is getting either physically injured or somebody has been assaulted out there just trying to get off the floor to get to their locker room. And then you're going to wait too late like is, you know, most of the time that's what we do in this country. We wait way too late. We're going to wait till something like that happens. It could cost a career or a life. Are we going to, is that what we're going to wait on before we start enforcing this kind of activity? Especially in a basketball game when it's only 94 feet of hardwood that gets absorbed very quickly by a human populace. There's not a lot of room to move around. <laughs> right? Not a lot of move, uh, room to move around out there. Unlike a hundred and... Well, basically, it's 120 or more yard football field counting the end zones where you can kind of focus on your own end and your own bench and stay away from the other team. Not that I think that's much better because it's not, but it is a much different type of climate than doing it after a basketball game. It just seems like common sense to me, right? But guess throughout all these different decades that it's been going on it's still going on so i guess it's it's happening for a reason all right 
Take a break. We're going to come back. Rolling along here in hour number three. Text lines up before you, 744-2990. Hope everybody's doing okay here on this Monday. I see you poking the bear, Wayne, from Ohio. I know nothing. I see nothing. I right, will be back. Stay with us. They say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down. That's right. The entire movie that, by the way, I love, but based on the premise that you couldn't have Coors beer (laughs) east of the Mississippi. Imagine that today. Prohibition, if you will, going on here. Smokey and the Bandit. How many of us wanted a black Trans Am Firebird, right? Just good. Just good. All right. By the way, uh, yeah, boy, I tell you what, she sounds just like a horrible person. Here's Caitlin Clark's comments after the game at the presser. I could see they were storming the court, which was totally fine. Good for their students. A great win for them. They should celebrate. Although she goes, I felt like I did get hammered and blindsided by the court stormer. Woo, boy. <laughs> I mean, facts. Iowa coach Lisa Blunder, uh, Bluter said uh, that just shouldn't happen. Our players should be safe. Yes. They should be able to walk off the floor. Yes. Great environment. Ohio State's a great team. But very disappointed with the postgame and our players. There were several incidents coming off the floor. Caitlin's got highlighted, obviously. Um Ohio State's AD Gene Smith came to the locker room to apologize to the Iowa head coach, and he singled out Caitlin Clark to apologize to her. That's the Ohio State AD. Head coach Kevin McGriff of Ohio State, spectacular performance today about Caitlin. She's a great player. But that should never happen. I feel badly. Hopefully she's okay and it doesn't affect her moving forward. It's very unfortunate. That shouldn't happen to anybody. But the fact that it was her, you really hate that. I know that we had security, but a student apparently beat the security. No, not a, not a student. It was a group. So I feel very badly about that. Wouldn't want that happening to us. If this microphone weren't attached, I would just drop the mic right now. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. (laughs) Uh, 
Text message, my biggest question is, with Yingling in good supply, why anyone would want cores east of the Mississippi? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a topic for another day. <laughs> By the way, here it is. I mean, I just found it. This is cool. Uh, before we head out to the break, here is the actual... Iowa women's basketball radio announcer as that incident uh, took place. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. And, again, here's me as Daquan Smith hit the game winner on Saturday uh, down at the Dedman Center. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. All right. All right, we're headed <laughs> – at the bottom of the hour, it's it's almost <clears throat> sinful how much enjoyment I get out of that clip. Final segment on a Monday coming up. We're going to talk about a death when we come back. And a death of a publication that captured sports lore for, what, seven decades or more? That is now extinct. Rest in peace, Sports Illustrated. We're back after this. former Virginia Tech point guard, known to you hoagies as The Spoon. And you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Ah, little spooner. Old number 10 there for the Tech women's basketball team. Welcome back. Final segment. Call us up on the Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900. Text line's open for you, 744-2990. All right, I mentioned it. it. It is... It is kind of like, wow, it's gone. Sports Illustrated ends after nearly 70 years. Published some of the best sports journalism, really, of many people's lifetimes. The last several years, though, became nothing but a virtue-signaling political piece for its group, the Arena Group, and it's now defunct. It's over. Everybody was laid off and fired over the weekend, and... um there's very little hope that Sports Illustrated is going to be rejuvenated. Somebody else may have to come by it. I don't know. But they've been housed in a complex corporate structure, by the way. It was the Meredith Group who sold it to something called Authentic Brands Group for $110 million. And there was a lot of extra expenses and things like that. The final straw came when the magazine admitted that it had used AI or artificial intelligence to write many of its articles, end quote. So you had AI basically scribing what was going on in its sports coverage. So it is sad. It's sad to see Sports Illustrated dead. I mean, I... I subscribed to it for a number of years. Many of you probably did as well. And there was a few things more excited. Used to come on a Thursday, remember? A few things got me more excited. They, oh, good, the new SI is coming out today. I get my new SI. And you couldn't wait to see who was on the cover. That's before we had social media and 
you didn't have leaks and pictures and videos, and you couldn't wait to dive into it. Had some of the best all-time sports journalists journalists ever employed at Sports Illustrated. It was known for its just wonderful, iconic photography over the many decades. I mean, I have in my uh, rec room, if you will, I have right now, I've got a, a combined framed picture of, matted picture of the Broncos Super Bowl 50 win, the, the cover from Sports Illustrated with Von Miller on both of them in the AFC Championship game and in the win over Carolina. I have it up. It looks, you know, it, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be missed, Right? It's going to be missed. And I know there are so many other ways to take your sports coverage now, right? And most people, I won't say most, but there's probably a lot of people that, you know, don't get a lot of their news by holding a a physical copy of something anymore. And that's a shame. But... I'm not that way. I I would have loved to have had a, a still real. Now I stopped reading it when I realized what they were doing with their magazine. I just no, this has just turned into political crap. But you know, I'm not surprised to see it go down the tubes. But it's it's a shame. It's shame, right? And I'm sure that there'll be something. Maybe another group will try to pick it up. I don't know. Maybe they don't see any need for it anymore. But man, that's an iconic thing in our lives that's completely gone, right? Sports Illustrated. So many great covers, so many great articles. I mean, you remember the old Sid Finch story when they made up the fa- uh, the phony baseball player and people bought it. It was like an April Fool's joke. That still goes down in lore forever. Paul Zimmerman, the great NFL writer, you name it. They've had everybody over the many decades. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But in any event, it will be missed. It's sad. It's a sad day. But I know I'm one of those. I mean, if I have want to read a book, I'm going to hold a book. I don't I'm not going to sit there and look on my what is it, a Kindle and <laughs> flip through a monitor or a computer screen. That's not how I want to read, you know. It's one thing when you're working, but I'm talking about when you want to have a... You're on the beach, right? A lot of people read books at the beach while they're getting their, their tans evened out. You don't want to be holding a book, right? You don't want to be sitting there watching a screen. I think there's still a market out there for something like Sports Illustrated. It just has to be done right with this, the right kind of motivation. But I just don't know how it's going to come back at this point this company's in so much debt they had to let everybody go and that's going to end it and they became a fraud when you start having ai artificial intelligence writing your articles (laughs) i think that was probably the thing that along with the debt obviously but that probably aided into putting it over the top no question no question um so it's disappointing very very disappointing to see it go by the wayside like that. You all probably have a memory or 10 about Sports Illustrated when you were growing up. Couldn't wait to get the – I remember I I used to look so forward to whatever the championship games were, whatever sport, 
I couldn't wait to get Sports Illustrated's coverage on it. And they had a lot of investigative stories that unveiled a lot of things about what goes on as well in sport. Back when it was a credible journalism, uh, journalism piece as opposed to what it became. But in any event, in any event, sad, very sad. Yesterday, as I'm watching the end of the Chiefs-Bills game, and you have Tyler Bass miss a 44-yard field goal, um, you ever wonder what those guys truly feel like because they're so separate from the rest of the football team. And he's never going to be able to live that down. You know? I mean, and I know his teammates will publicly come to his defense, but you know behind the scenes they're like, Man, our kicker costs us a chance to tie the game. <laughs> Who knows what would have happened? I have a feeling that with as much time as there was left that Patrick Mahomes would have you know, probably got his team down there to either make a field goal or they would have won the game somehow, touchdown or field goal. But I wonder how this affects Bass next year. Um, there were a lot of what-if moments for the Bills yesterday. And for the third straight year, they lose in the divisional round. And they're 0-3 against the Chiefs. And this is starting to become a stigma for this franchise. But Josh Allen made some questionable decisions on that final drive once they approached the red zone. And again, I think this does fall on him, maybe even more so than Bass, because it ended up being a pretty long field goal. And they showed on some of the replays. He had some underneath routes he just didn't want to throw. It's very interesting how the game unfolds. So many different elements of a game. We look at the kick and all that. Uh, But there's so many different elements that unfold out there. Right? It's very difficult, I know, for bass to go forward it really is mm. hokey bob says the purchasing manager at a company i worked for in 1985 was a big baseball guy he shared the sid finch story with everybody that came by and was totally crushed and embarrassed when the truth came out yeah <laughs> text message can this be worse than losing four super bowls in a row yeah, I know. I, you know, I, I go back and forth on that. Yeah, I mean that that is that is absolutely devastating. Of course, there was the other wide right, um, the famous miss kick that cost them the Super Bowl against the Giants. Incredible, they got to four in a row, but they were only competitive in one of those. Right, the Cowboys blew them out twice, and the Redskins blew them out in the other game. They were right there though with the upstart Giants and. Um, you know, it comes down to another missed kick, and the Bills are living with that. So, tough, tough on that franchise. I, it's crazy when somebody loses a Super Bowl, people think, oh, it's the worst team in the world. Now you're second place. You're not the worst team in the world. But I think maybe now getting 0-3 in the division around three straight years is worse just because you're never going to even get the opportunity to try to win a Super Bowl. And there's definitely one team in their way right now, and it's Kansas City. And the Chiefs were motivated, a lot of extra motivation, because 
They've had nothing but home field throughout Mahomes' career, so they're saying, look, this is our chance to go out and try to do this on the road so people can stop trying to qualify everything we do. So I think they have a little extra motivation. They've talked about that. And hey, you know, I don't like them, but they were really good uh, yesterday, especially on offense, and their defense made some plays in that fourth quarter, putting just enough pressure on uh, Josh Allen. And if that's the way their offense is going to look the rest of this postseason, then they might go back-to-back. If they can run the football the way they did yesterday, that's trouble for the Ravens on Sunday. If they can't, then they start to look fairly one-dimensional as they did the final five or six weeks of the season when they struggled when it had to be Mahomes the whole game. And he's been really good, obviously, but he succeeds, just like most quarterbacks, when you have the complement of a running game, it makes your life so much easier and makes you a better quarterback, right? Because the defense can't focus on everything you might want to do in the passing game or when you decide to take off with your own feet. And that's what they did yesterday. I mean, they were just knocking the Bills off. That Chiefs offensive line did a great job the entire game. They were knocking the Bills off the line of scrimmage. And boy, oh boy, I detest them, but you just got to tip your hat. You don't want to, but you got to tip your hat and say it for the way it is. And now here they are, incredibly, in their sixth ACC, I'm sorry, uh, AFC title game in a row. Incredible, incredible. And the best team, I think, in the NFL waits. And we'll see how the Ravens uh, decide to defend it. And we'll see if the Chiefs have any answer for Lamar Jackson, who I think is playing better than anybody in the NFL right now, regardless of position, in every aspect of that position. And we shall see if they are up to the task of trying to slow Kansas City down and spring Lamar as they did pretty thoroughly throughout that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Price. Sports Illustrated was never the same once they stopped giving away the sneaker phone with subscriptions. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I used to love that. You could, yeah, you could subscribe and get a lot of cool stuff, man. You're right. I forgot about the sneaker phone. I mean, who didn't want a sneaker phone? Now nah, it only worked for like two weeks, but still, you used to be able to get pullovers. Then they went into pullovers of your favorite NFL team jackets and hats. I mean, they gave you a lot of incentive there for a while. But that is, that is, I mean, that is, that's a major loss for sports lifers like me and you, right? That's, I mean, Sports Illustrated's gone. Now, granted, it, it's been crap for the last several years, but at least it was still out there in case it ever decided not to be crap. Now it's just gone. See ya. No more SI covers, no more no more of all that. I remember they used to talk about it every year. Like, who's going to be on the uh, cover of Sports Illustrated for whatever sport? Or like they used to do, I guess it's been replaced by the EA Sports uh, Madden football game, right? Who's going to be on the cover of Madden? Used to be. Who do you think's going to be on the... Heck, it was, such, it was so big they had the SI jinx, the cover jinx, right? The Sports Illustrated cover jinx. Who was ever on the cover... 
of like a preseason preview. They ended up having a bad year or that player would get hurt. The Sports Illustrated cover jinx. They put you on the cover before the Super Bowl. You usually lost, things like that. It was a thing for a while because it kept happening. I don't think you could watch a broadcast at the time without somebody talking about it. I mean, that's how big it was. And now it's gone. And now it's gone. But hopefully we'll have two really good games next Sunday without any controversy attached to it. And it does feel like um, that the best two teams from each side of the equation are playing next week. And that's, that's what you ask for. The Chiefs weren't that through much of the final two months, but they blew out Miami. They beat up on Buffalo in Buffalo. And now they have to uh, try to get it done in Baltimore against that team that's as good as any team I've seen in a long time in the NFL. All right, we'll be back to wrap up on Monday. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. It's kind of like... Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together making sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight You guys have it, I think Afternoon delight Ah, good stuff. You know, that harmony sounded pretty darn good, didn't it? From the uh, trio of... uh, Actors in that movie. Yes, I am an Anchorman lifer. I don't like the second one, too. All right, so we're done for another day. Tomorrow, of course, uh, scheduled to be joined by Mike Burnup. We'll revisit Virginia Tech's big win in Raleigh. Jermaine Farrell will join us. We'll get into this discussion a little bit about fans rushing out onto the court and or playing services with Jermaine. I'm sure he's got a strong opinion about that. And then... Um, David Smith will wrap up the divisional round heading into the championship games. I know he's one game up on me because I think he had the Chiefs yesterday and I did not. I went all I went home chalk, but I will say this. Remember on Friday, I said there's no way, by the way, no way that all four home teams are going to win. <laughs> sure enough, three out of the four won. That's why David Smith is who he is because he picked the one right. He got the one right as the Chiefs uh, knock off the Bills yesterday. But we'll have him on to um, talk about it. I want to get into Josh Allen a little bit with him. It seems like he, he he's really progressed, but he's still missing a little something. And maybe it's because Patrick Mahomes is in his way. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll get into that tomorrow as well with David. Everybody enjoy the little warmer temperatures today, and then it's going to be very warm for us anyway throughout the rest of the week. Thanks for listening. Great conversation as always on our text line. We will... And we will talk to you tomorrow on the Tuesday edition. Take care.
all of us here at News Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.